And now, and now, and now, item, 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 item with Tommy Lee. Item with Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Item number sixty-two. I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the Item Podcast. It's usually published every Thursday, except when it's not, and it's found on AudioBoom.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Player.fm. Look for the Item Podcast on Facebook and send your friends there. Earlier this spring, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the item changed things up a bit and crossed over with Mr. Brad King's podcast. Let me ask you a question. Hello, Brad. Hello. Uh, Brad and I did this because it turned out we were both huge fans of Buffy, and we thought it would be fun to do a crossover between our two shows. Yeah, it was uh, lots of fun last time, so we decided let's do it let's again. Let's do it again, because today, May 25th, is the 40th anniversary of the release date of not just a popular movie, but I dare say a cultural touchstone. It was on this date in 1977 that Star Wars opened up in theaters. Yes, the very first, when it was still just Star Wars, not Episode Four, not Not A a New New Hope. Hope. It was just Star Star Wars. Wars. Uh, So here's a few items regarding the first installment of Sci-Fi's Holy Trilogy. Um, Please feel free to comment on Facebook. We'd love to carry on this conversation. And remember to catch the rest of this conversation on Brad's podcast, Let Me Ask You a Question. Mm -hmm. Item. First of all, I was the target audience for this film when it came out. Uh, The day it was released, I was roughly a month shy of my seventh birthday. But I didn't get to see uh, the thing until about Thanksgiving. Uh, because I grew up on an Air Force base attached to a podunk little logging slash fishing town um, along Lake Huron in northern Michigan. However, once my circle of friends saw it, when it finally made it to our local theaters in November, we went all in. Yeah. Christmas morning, between about five of us, we had, um, let me think, we had three of the uh, original lightsabers, which were just inflatable tubes on the end of a <laughs> right. flashlight that they sold, which were hilarious. Uh, we had one authentic Han Solo laser blaster, my prized possession. Oh, I, I had one say. of those, too. Those things were awesome. With the two triggers? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, two different noises. Uh, we had a Millennium Falcon. We had two X-Wings, two TIE Fighters. We had a speeder, and we had the special weird toy set that lets you recreate the garbage compactor scene. Uh, we probably had two dozen different action figures. I think I had five from the first round, and I still have my R2-D2. Nice. Um, needless to say, we played... A lot of Star Wars <laughs> on uh, each other's porches, in each other's basements, in the dirt at the park. It was our lives. Now, you were younger. I, I was... Uh, and still are, actually. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 1977. I was born uh, May, March 16th, so you know, two months. So about how old were you when you discovered the trilogy? Well, for for me, and I and I know you know we're focusing mainly on the first movie since it's the 40th anniversary, but a lot right. of my childhood memories are are actually based around the sequels because right. the, the literally the earliest childhood memory I have is of my grandfather and my dad taking me to the movie theater on the south side of Chicago, right on Archer Avenue there, and it was Empire Strikes Back. Ah. I was three years old, and wow. I and I still have this this brief memory of what we got there late. So we walked in, and it was already the the Hoth invasion. Oh, so wow. the, so the first thing I saw was the Snowwalkers, the Imperial you know, Walkers, and, yeah. and it was on this giant screen, you know, bigger than That's anything awesome. I'd ever seen, and it just it just blew my mind. And you know, that was the moment that I was was hooked on Star Wars. And it's funny because I don't, I I, I have a, a a memory of the like the first time I 
was aware that they were making another Star Wars movie, with right. Return of the Jedi. It was a little clip on the evening news. They showed a, a, just You'd a little scene. Six for that. I would one. have been six at that yeah. time, and they they showed a little uh, clip of the scene of Luke and Leia uh, swinging off of of Jabba's barge. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And and I still it's one of those weird things I, that I still remember. But I remember saying to my parents. I don't like what Princess Leia is wearing. You can see her butt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're six. I was six. (laughs) A couple years later, I really liked what Princess Leia was wearing. Kind of decent. Yeah, but I I don't actually have a specific memory of the first time. Of the first film. That I saw the, the original Star Wars. But... I, the toys, you know, it's funny you bring up the toys because that was such an integral part oh, man. of Star Wars and of its success. And I do have a, a a memory of the first Star Wars toy that I ever got. Which was? It was uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure. Yeah, I that was one of the five I had. I had the Ben Kenobi with the lightsaber that came through right, the arm yeah, came, and yeah. the, the weird leather cloak that he right, wore. Yeah, yeah, that was supposed to be like the, the hood, but it was yeah. just like a plastic vinyl cape. But yeah, my, my grandma bought it for me in a little five and dime store just around the corner from, from their house. So that's that, awesome. That's the earliest memory I have that's attached to the, the original 1977 Star Wars. I had the R2-D2, I had Kenobi, I had a Stormtrooper. Um, the stormtroopers were weird because you couldn't turn their heads. You couldn't turn the heads at all. They were like yeah, fused they, in. Yeah, I, they were the only figure that their head was yeah. like fully attached to their shoulders. Mom and Dad knew Han Solo was my favorite, so I got a Han Solo with the pistol. And uh, I, th- I'm trying to remember. I think the fifth one I had was the Jawa with the cloth coat. Oh yes, those were pretty cool. Yeah. Item. So the summer after it came out was the summer of '78. And when I came back from my annual road trip with my grandparents that I took every summer, uh, the theater was running three matinees of Star Wars every day. This, this is the summer after? The summer after it came out. And this is the base theater okay. uh, on the Air Force Base. So my friends and I, um, at least two of us, uh, would go see the first show earlier. Then we would go home. We'd beg another dollar fifty from our moms. That got you a ticket and a popcorn. Ah, the good old days. Oh, yeah, 75 <laughs> cents each. Uh, and then we'd have lunch at home, and then we would go back to the theater and see the third show. If mom didn't have any money for us, we would check the seat cushions. We'd check the seats of our parents' cars. We would offer to water people's lawns for them, <laughs> whatever we had to do to get that buck and a half so we could go back and see the third show. Every day that we could, as many of us as possible, saw the movie twice in August and September of that year. So how many times do you figure you saw it in the theater? In the theater? Uh, probably in the neighborhood, counting the first time with my parents at the theater in that was in town, maybe 50. Wow. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 50. Wow. All, all between 1977 and 1978? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And of course, that was that was before you know VCRs and, and right. before it was on on TV every yeah. other day. By the time it hit HBO, I had the movie well memorized from my childhood. <laughs> Item. Now, watching the movie now as a fan, obviously, I firmly believe that it still holds up after forty years, and I'll fight anybody who disagrees with that. <laughs> um, but if if I had a criticism, if I had a criticism, it would be that Luke Skywalker is just about the whiniest <laughs> character in sci-fi this side of Arthur Dent. And that dude had room to complain because first they were knocking down his house to build a highway and then aliens knocked down his planet to build a galactic <laughs> throughway. Skywalker in the first movie especially seems yeah. to me like the unlikeliest guy in any history to be the person who saves the galaxy from a Death Star. Yeah. 
Yeah, spoilers. It, 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 <laughs> spoiler alert. Forty <laughs> year old spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know it's funny because so last night uh, since I, I knew we would be doing this today, I actually I dug out my VCR. I still have a VCR. I, mm-hmm. I dug it out, found the cables, hooked it all up, and popped in because I I do not own it on DVD ah. because they have not released the original unmolested version I've got a point on that on up. DVD so I I still own my VHS copies so I popped it in to watch it and it's the first time that I had actually actually seen it from the beginning in in a long long time you know yeah. it's, it's obviously you know it's on Spike TV like every other day and then there's and, the fourth where they run the yeah, on May fourth when they run right, all of them, right? And, you know, so you know, yeah, I'll I'll catch uh, you know little bits and pieces, little scenes here and there, you know, on TV over the years. But right. I, it's been probably decades uh, since I've watched it from uh, from the start, the original, and, the original, yeah. And that was that was one of the first things I thought is, wow, I forgot how whiny through Luke the whole is. movie. You know, I was Princess go, Leia's planet blows up and she doesn't complain. Right, you know, she doesn't bitch and moan at all. Uh, yeah. I was going to go down to the Tashi station to buy some power converter. Yeah, yeah. What's that flashing? All my friends are at the Academy. Uh, yeah. Right. And uh, uh, where are you going? Well, it looks like I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. But, <laughs> it, the, but I, I kind of, it made me think of a couple of things. Number one, he's a teenager right. in that movie. He's, he's supposed to be a whiny teenager. And, and number two, as much as I loathe to maybe walk back some of the criticism of the prequels, mm-hmm. but that was, and myself included, the biggest criticism of the prequels is Anakin so whiny. Yeah, uh, and so you're right. Boy, There's kind of a genetic whiny. predisposition, it, right? And and you, now watching the first one, you're like, well, I guess he gets it from his dad. He gets it from his dad. <laughs> it doesn't skip a generation. Right. <laughs> Item. To that end, I run hot and cold on the changes made by Grand Moff Lucas uh, over the years. Some of them are interesting or maybe a little amusing, and I can I can stomach them. But for the most part, just adding in a bunch of lizards here and there to be in the way, no thanks. Having Greedo shoot first with all the aim Ugh. of a blind toddler, <laughs> no. Having Jabba the Hutt lumber past the Falcon with Boba Fett in tow, these yeah. these are unnecessary actions yeah. of a and guy. Nodding, nodding yeah. at breaking the fourth wall, nodding yeah. at the order. Hey, look, I'm Boba Fett. <sighs> God, these are these are the actions, the unnecessary actions of a guy who just didn't know how to leave well enough alone when he got bored. Yeah, it's you know the 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 changes. I, I and I think you know most fans. You know we really have such a, a love hate relationship with George Lucas because oh, yeah. on the one hand, uh, you know he he truly gave me some wonderful wonderful things absolutely from my childhood. And I don't go into the whole oh, George Lucas raped my childhood. No, I'm not. I don't with, go to that. With I don't go to that extent either. Thing. But it is. It's so. And again, watching it last night, especially like the Moss Eisley. Section, right? You know, when you watch it in the special edition, it's just there's so much. I mean, it's literally like he, you know, got hold of a computer program and was like, "Oh, cool, I can put flying robots." It's exhausting, in and, yeah. To and watch here, it. let's throw this and this and this. You know, it's and, the busiest damn desert ever, right? And and watching it, you know, in the original version, I almost forgot how desolate it yeah. really is. Which you is know? how it's supposed to look. Well, and you know what's <laughs> what's frustrating too is by and large. The special effects in the original non-special edition mm-hmm. hold up pretty darn well. When do you think this this movie came out in 1977? Right. Uh, you know, so 76, 77 era special effects, they're pretty darn good. And they were groundbreaking at the time. And I don't, 
you know, I don't necessarily begrudge Lucas because, like every, you know, Ridley Scott and Spielberg and every other director, you know, they all have their director's cuts and all want to go back and do. And I'm a fan of director's cuts. Yeah, that's fine. But you know what? Give us the original version too. Do exactly. What, do what Spielberg did with ET when they finally released ET on DVD. They had a special edition disc where he added in a bunch of scenes and he mm-hmm. took out the guns and replaced them with walkie talkies and did all that stuff. Cleaned right. up some of the blue screen stuff. Right. But they also included the original version, so you could have both. And, exactly. And it, what what always gets me is you know the argument is well it's it's George's movie he can do whatever he wants. Yes, to a point, but mm-hmm. it's also become the public's movie as well. Yeah. And we made him so rich that he could afford to go back and make all these changes. Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to do that if we didn't buy the movie a hundred times over and buy all the toys and the shirts and the you know yeah. the merchandising and it's, everything. It's not else like he was making changes to American graffiti. He's making changes to right. Star Wars. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, and, uh, the, the thing that gets me too is in the beginning, it just felt cheap when we first saw all of the changes Mm -hmm. because a, yes, it was, it was different from what we were used to. And B, it was just very obviously a way to get people to go back to the theater and see it when they did the re-releases starting in what was it? 97, 97, 97, uh, just, you know, for the 20th, just to get people excited about it again, because 99 was when was episode one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just it's it's unnecessary, and it, and especially for a movie, you know, that is so beloved and so ingrained in people's minds that people you know of of our age range that that grew up seeing it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. It's like, come on, George. You know, some of us way too many times <laughs> in the theater. But it's just, it's just one of those. It's like, stop being a dick. Just yeah. you, know, you know, give us our movie. Yeah, just come I on. think. Quite honestly, it, it behooves him for the 40th anniversary. Lucasfilm should release the original film unscrewed with on Blu-ray yep. for us this year, I, and then I, do the same thing three years from yeah three years from now with Empire, and then with Jedi. With yeah. Jedi, I, you know, I would love to see it, but it's yeah, everything I've read. It's it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's it, uh, you you have number one. You have a number of licensing problems because even though Disney now owns the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. 20th Century Fox still owns exactly. the release rights, the home video release rights for the 1977 Star yeah. Wars. Disney owns everything else, and so they'd have to work that out just on its own. And Kathleen Kennedy has said, who's now the president of Lucasfilm, she has said that she has no no interest in going back and messing around with it. She said this is what George wants out there, so they're going to respect his wishes. Absolutely. Now, so we'll see. But you know what? I've bought these. I'm just saying, I've bought these movies three times now between VHS <laughs> and DVDs and whatever. Right. Um, I'd buy them again to yeah. see the originals again. Yeah. I really would. I, I they're both VHS. The, the first is the is the box set. The yeah. full screen, which uh, when I got the year I got my own VCR, that's mm-hmm. what my aunt got me for Christmas was the the trilogy box set. And then I, yeah. several years later, uh, when they did the THX re- special remastered uh, letterboxed edition, when letterboxed VHS was starting to become a thing, I bought that box set. 
So, the, so those are the only two versions. I do not own a DVD or a Blu-ray version because I'm that stubborn. I say I will not buy <laughs> until you give me the original, the original. version. No, I'm not going to buy it now. And I don't own any of the prequels. And I said, you know, if, you, if the only way I can get it is by buying a giant box set, and I got to you got to throw the prequels in. Fine, I'll pay for the prequels. If just give just me to give me the original, the original unaltered versions. Yeah. And by the way, as I said, um, I would totally buy these again just to have the originals. Somewhere, my wife just went. <laughs> and she likes Star Wars. At the very least, at the very least, George Lucas should just give us the horrible Christmas special. And yes. DVD. Come on. Be Arthur. Be Arthur as Bring a on Be Arthur. Bring on the completely disturbing dance sequence yes. to entertain uh, Chewbacca's dad. And, yeah, and Chewie with a red robe or whatever he's wearing and yeah. the, the worst rock song ever by jefferson starship <laughs> come on art carney come on yes that's right art carney was in that too <laughs> art carney had a prominent role in that thing come on george that's how weird it was he, he he loves jar jar binks and he'll give us all this jar jar stuff but you're embarrassed about the uh the christmas special come yeah. on and god bless carrie fisher may she rest in peace but she was so coked up in that thing <laughs> can you he, blame her he, could almost see the powder in her eyes. Uh, probably what did it. That's <laughs> probably what did it. Uh, we could go on and on and on talking about the original Star Wars and uh, probably will after we're done turning the microphones off. Um, but we invite you to join the conversation. Please do so at Facebook. And again, we're going to continue to go on and on and on about mm -hmm. this. Uh, tell us about your show. Uh, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. So we will, uh, we will discuss uh, further. The 40th anniversary of uh, the original Star Wars. Which was 40 years ago today. This has been the Item Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you, as always, to uh, Mr. Brad King for sitting in. Thank you for we having got, me. we got to come up with another anniversary so we can do this a third uh, yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Yes, this is, uh, we, we find pop culture anniversaries. Yep. So. We, we will keep doing our homework and find interesting things from 77 for you or whatever year. And uh, we'll bring it to you here on the Item Podcast and on Let Me Ask You a Question. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This has been Item with Tommy Lee. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.